Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman, AVP, Client Content and Strategy at Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by our guest for a discussion about diversity, equity, and inclusion within the patient experience. And I want to go ahead and introduce our speakers right now. So today, I'm joined by Cami Middleman, Customer Success Manager at NRC Health, and Dr. Peggy Greco, Chief Patient Experience Officer at Nemours Children's Health. Cami and Dr. Greco, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. So for, for the first question here, uh, I want to kind of set the stage for, for listeners. What does diversity, equity, and inclusion look like in the context of the patient experience? Cami, do you want to uh, dive in here and get the ball rolling for us? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, you know, I think diversity, equity, and inclusion it has many faces within patient experience. I think of rural families without access to specialty care. Uh, patients who speak a language um, not spoken by medical staff, elderly patients without money for prescriptions, or families uncomfortable going to a clinic because of race concerns about being treated fairly. And the common thread is ignoring the reasons behind diversity, equity, and inclusion may cause a patient's health to suffer. When we know where and why disparities exist, we can help our partners assess these disparities and measure the outcomes of their targeted interventions, addressing their patients' needs. Thank you so much, Cami. You laid out some some really concrete examples there, rural families, patients that, that speak a different language, and of course, many others. Dr. Greco, any any additional examples you'd like to share, any any sort of really important ones you want to expand upon there that, that, that Cami shared? Yeah, I, I agree. Cami did a great job of highlighting um, some great examples. Um, I, I do think I just wanted to take a step back and think about um, the fact that typically health equity is discussed in the context of healthcare without um, a recognition of how it, it's expanded to patient experience. And so I think Cami gave a great example of thinking about patient diversity and how that impacts patient experience. But we also have to think about things such as associate diversity. Um, there are studies that show that when there's concordance or matching between the race and ethnicity of the provider, that there are better health outcomes. So there are um, other variables um, besides family diversity to think about. Um, and um, in addition, we um, in patient experience, um, and I'd love to talk about this a little bit more as we get into more detail, but I know a lot of us are metric minded and we really have to think about how are we integrating DEI into those metrics. So just two points I wanted to make quickly. Yeah, I'm curious about that, too. I, I think uh, healthcare is obviously an incredibly metric minded field uh, discipline. But it's also, this is, you know, DEI has probably unfortunately not been as big of a priority, you know, historically in healthcare as it should have been. So I imagine all the the, the metrics here are, are somewhat new or, or somewhat trying to get your, your hands around this. Can you talk a little bit about how you're really trying to quantify uh, DEI in healthcare, Dr. Greco? Absolutely. And Cami's been a great partner in helping us have the tools to be able to do so. And it's not so much that we have new and different tools, although there are those, it's really in terms of how we're using the tools we already have. So just to give you a quick example, um, typically most healthcare systems utilize a patient experience survey and um, that's administered post-visit or post-discharge and may pick a specific item um, to track as an annual goal. So let's say likelihood to recommend. Um, when you have that DEI lens, you're thinking about all different things related to that survey and that goal. So, for example, 
A, we're going to think about, are we getting response rate for that survey that are representative of our patients? So are we really hearing from all voices? Um, are we also um, making sure that um, when we look at the responses we're receiving, is there variation by demographic variables? So for example, Cami and her team developed a tool that allowed us to look at individual survey items by race, ethnicity, and language. And in that way, we were able to identify the items that had the greatest disparity. And um, obviously those were ones that we wanted to prioritize for improvement. So instead of going with a, um, a standard that um, many healthcare systems use, we prioritized um, focusing on items that showed the greatest disparity and um, working on not only you know, impacting that, but tracking progress along demographics. So not just overall score, but breaking it out so that we're making sure that we're narrowing that disparity that was identified. Thank you, Dr. Greco. Uh, Cami, can you expand on that from, from your experience, sort of really working uh, with Nemours to really identify these disparities, um, give folks like Dr. Greco the tools they need to, to, to make decisions and, and move forward? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we um, work together as partners. We believe very strongly in a partnership, and, and um, our first priority is to know what is important to our partners. So um, the first thing we do is really understand what their mission and goals are so we can help identify the right metrics to analyze. Um, and then we work together to create a, a custom report that Dr. Greco, um, she uh, touched base on there. And so we really wanted to get something that they could use to measure and analyze the disparities, as she mentioned. And um, it's a great tool for them, and they've used it um, very, very well. We've made a few tweaks along the way. But um, it has allowed them to continue to look at the different um, disparities they've had. They've been able to track progress. And um, it's been really, really neat to see how they've utilized it to narrow um, some of the different disparities along the way. Um, but it has been the other thing we're able to do is not only provide the quantitative analysis, but we also have qualitative um, feedback that we can give them as well through the patient comments. And I think in combination with the quantitative data and the qualitative data is really giving them some actionable um, feedback that they can use to help improve. Yeah, I mean, and I want to talk a little bit about it. Like you, you, you mentioned that you made some tweaks to this along the way. Are, are you really excited for, for what's possibly on the horizon with this type of technology in terms of supporting DEI initiatives and really advancing health equity? Do you, do you think that this technology is going to continue to evolve and get more sophisticated? Oh, without a doubt. It definitely continues uh, to evolve. Every day, I think I learn something new about um, what technology can do. But one thing that um, that technology can't do, and it's something that we do, is provide that, that human understanding and that relationship that I think is, is so important and so necessary that we always keep at the forefront. That yes, I'm very excited what technology does allow us to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, can you say even more about the, the human understanding element here? Can you draw that the, the sort of the, the connection there um, out a, a bit further for listeners? What's the connection between human understanding um, when it comes yeah. to inclusion and equity? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, human understanding, you know, for me, the way I would just describe it is just about really knowing your patient, um, just starting, you know, with what matters to you instead of, you know, gosh, what's the matter with you? And um, really basically treating patients as individuals rather than just groups or types, but really, you know, the N equals one. 
to treating that patient as, as, an, individual, as an individual, treating each patient as unique. Dr. Greco, does that resonate with you as well in terms of the, the, the connection between human understanding um, in terms of advancing inclusion and equity? And, and what else might you add here? It does. And in fact, it was one of the things that attracted us to NRC Health, that emphasis on human understanding. And that's the ideal in terms of health equity meeting the needs of the individual. And NRC has a number of tools that allow us to identify what those needs are. Um, and I would argue um, that not only does um, NRC help to um, promote human understanding for our patients and families, but they do so for their clients as well um, on a national level. And so one of the tools I think has been very helpful for an, a national, um, especially in the pediatric field, national focus on health equity is um, pediatric collaborative that CAMI runs that allows for different children's hospitals to come together and discuss these issues, how it's being measured, how we're addressing it. And for example, that group came up with a survey item that could be used. And when you have multiple pediatric institutions using it, you then have benchmark data and can collaborate together. So I think that human understanding of the priorities of your clients and helping to support that is something that I've seen um, and experienced and love. <laughs> and um, to speak to, I know Cami uh, touched base on um, a couple of the ways that human understanding is um, kind of highlighted throughout the work that we do and the data that we have. And she mentioned qualitative information um, and they've been great with guiding us to, uh, for example, doing searches based on particular words like fair or unfair and doing qualitative analysis of comments. Um, they've also allowed us to um, look at and group together. I mentioned before, we've looked at individual items that are disparate. We've grouped together the four most disparate items. So we have a patient experience health equity index, and that gives us a general measure of tracking our progress over time. Um, and they've also, and I, I know Kami and I have talked about um, that it's, it's very um, satisfying when you realize there's a connection between patient experience and health outcome. And in the goal that we have focused on um, this past year, we were able to show that um, improving the score on that related to um, reduced risk of return to the ED. Um, so um, that also allowed us to show because that risk is disproportionate, it's a higher um, risk for those who identify as Black or has Hispanic. So by addressing that, um, we're able to lower the risk um, for all groups, um, including those that are more disproportionately affected. So, um, so lots of really um, exciting ways in which human understanding, I think, really helps inform our, our comprehension of what individuals need, um, what patients need, what healthcare um, institutions need um, through, through all of these examples. Dr. Greco, I really was struck by sort of, I, I believe that, you know, that had to be a very gratifying experience to achieve those results. And you mentioned really loving the, the capacity this tool is giving you. And, and of course, uh, you know, DEI health equity is beyond a, a worthy imperative, but it's also such a big problem that I imagine it can, trying to tackle it sometimes or wrap your arms around it can be dispiriting at times. Do you find that this tool, having this capacity is sort of empowering? Um, do you feel that way? Do you believe others on your team feel that way? Absolutely, I do. Um, I also think, um, I know many healthcare institutions are developing leadership positions in this area, and we have a 
fantastic um, chief health equity officer that has been with us for about a year who is um, organizing and driving these efforts and um, her leadership and our collaboration together um, has been really helpful in terms of prioritizing what can be, as you phrased it, um, overwhelming at times. Um, so to have some tools, to be able to have an impact, um, when we bring it down to the individual level, I'd, I'd love to give you an example um, because human understanding is about the individual. Um, when we worked on our goal, that was the most disparate, and it was know what to do if you have questions after your visit. And when patients and families knew what to do if they had questions after your visit, um, as I mentioned before, it reduced their risk of return to the ED. Well, the work that we did for those who were Spanish speaking included things like increasing the number of available interpreters, um, having um, greater language capability in our EMR, um, having more educational materials in different languages. And so for any one child, um, the result of that one year work where we were trying to lessen that disparity between Spanish speaking families and English speaking was that any one child was more likely to get interpretive services to the extent needed, was more likely to receive an after visit summary or discharge summary in their preferred language, um, was more likely to be able to access that information in their preferred language on our app and uh, more likely to understand how to get their questions answered. So um, we always love to draw it down to that individual level. And I think that sometimes helps to um, decrease that um, analysis paralysis that can occur when, uh, when, a, uh, you know, when a focus is so um, broad, such as DEI efforts. Um, and I think human understanding is a key concept for how to make it um, understood on that individual level. Truly appreciate the the specific examples uh, you, you've shared today. I think it's really useful for for listeners to hear that. Cami, I want to hand the mic to you, so to speak, to sort of uh, react to to Dr. Greco's comments and examples, or or build on anything that that you've heard so far. Well, I mean, gosh, as you can hear, Dr. Greco is a very special human, and she just <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah. This is going to get to be a love fest here because. I mean, <laughs> Ashley, just, I mean, Kenny, the respect here is enormous for her work. And, and just, we have talked often about, I just get so excited hearing about not only does she just improve patient experience, but she actually is changing the outcome of health for children. And if there's, there's no greater, <laughs> greater cause than that. And I just have so much um, appreciation and respect for Dr. Greco. Um, so I just love the work that we get to do together. And, um, I often get asked, you know, well, human understanding is a great idea, but how do you do that? You know, how do you actually bring that down to the level of, of getting it done? And um, that's a great question because it just, you know, like, how do you actually connect with, you know, every single human that you see? But the first thing is connection, you know, making sure that you are making that personal connection, not just the initial encounter, but every time. Make sure you're focusing on listening and, and listening is more than hearing. Um, creating that partnership, just like, like Dr. Greco and I have a partnership, we're creating that partnership between the patient and the family and really focusing on empathy and letting that run throughout the course through a connection, through listening and the partnership. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, if you don't mind, if I comment real quickly, and I think our, our focus on going well beyond medicine fits so perfectly with human understanding. 
um, we're looking at aspects of the individual that are beyond um, their medical needs, um, looking at social determinants of health and their environment and individual needs as well. And um, NRC, I think, is developing some great tools that that help um, with some of those aspects of going well beyond medicine. Well, just to maybe continue the love fest here a little bit, it's a, it's really is a, <laughs> yeah. a pleasure for me to get to to speak to two leaders like yourself about such an important um, important topic and um, so so many great results to share during this. It's, it was really you know um, wonderful to hear and just a treat to speak with both of you, um, Dr. Greco and Cami. Any closing thoughts for our listeners? Any quick things to share or reemphasize, uh, Dr. Greco? Perhaps we can start with you. Sure. Um, well, I think to always remember you're in community um, with other professionals. Um, I know I always welcome um, any contacts in terms of helping to encourage and share ideas. Um, there's lots of great listservs, um, CHA listserv um, being one of the, my favorites as far as the DEI one. Um, there's um, definitely knowing you're um, not in a vacuum, that there's a lot of great ideas and um, people who have paved the way, I think, um, you know, helps to be reassuring um, the fact that these efforts are in community with others. So definitely encourage you to reach out to your colleagues um, across the nation in this in these efforts. Emmy, what would you add? Oh, 100% with Dr. Greco. I think you know, you're definitely not alone. There are you know people out there that want to you know, partner with you and help you. And um, not only are, you know, we want to treat patients as unique, but, you know, our partners um, are unique as well. And we're definitely here to support you in every way. Well, Dr. Greco, Cami, once again, one final thank you. It really was a, a treat to speak with you both today. Uh, I also want to thank our, our podcast sponsor, NRC Health. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com slash podcasts. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian.